Hello, my people. How are you? How's everything going? It's another day for Vacation Bible School. Yes, VBS. Let's get started. Remember our scripture, um, Proverbs 423, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. Yes, let's talk about our next vacation Bible school subject. And it talks about forgiving others. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm going there today. Yes, forgiving others. Let's dive on in there. First thing we should do. Forgiving other is, others is not an option. Yes, I said it's not an option. It is a command of scripture for those who believe. You have to believe. You have to believe. Okay, so let's talk about it. Colossians 3rd chapter 4, 12 through the 13th verse. But read the whole chapter, 3rd chapter of uh, Colossians. It will help you to understand and Holy Spirit will feed your soul. Put on then, it says, as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humidity, meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive yes it's a two-way street it's not no one-way street you can't want God to forgive you of your sins and you can't forgive your brother of their sins Okay, so let's move on and talk about Matthew 6 chapter in the ninth in the ninth through the 15th verse. But let's start with the, the whole chapter. I think it will help us. But also we will say here with this chapter, this is the prayer. It said, pray then in this way, our father, which who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive. We have forgiven our debtors. So let's start over. It's trying to get a point cross because it's telling us, it's, it's making it personal. So what it's saying in Matthew 6 chapter 9 through 15 Pray then this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. You have to believe. You have to believe. In Matthew's... um, Fifth chapter. Let's go into Matthew's fifth chapter. Let's look at that. 
you know, with our vacation Bible school, we want them clear understanding. The scriptures is the only way we can get through the understanding and have a clear conscience of what the Lord is telling us through his word. Hallelujah. Yes, we in this word tonight again. Vacation Bible school. <laughs> All right. So the fifth chapter of uh, Matthews, we can read it for its entirety. It will help us understand clearly of what the Holy Spirit is telling us. But it's talked about the heart, having a a, 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 a bad heart, pretty much is saying in, in the 23rd through the 24th verse, I will read it. And it says here. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come to the altar. Offer your gift. It says here, yes, we must forgive wrong thoughts and wrong attitudes um, can block your blessings. Your prayers will not be heard. It's telling us to do not come to the to God with an unclean heart, an unclean spirit. So let's move on. All right. So let's move on. Therefore, if no, there is no limit to the number of times we are to forgive someone. Luke 17 chapter. Be on guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. Oh, that was a lot. You're like, what? I don't want nobody stepping all over me, misusing, making it like I'm slow and I'm, I'm, you know, you know, could people take advantage of you and you ain't got your guard up? See, when you put your guard up, the Holy Spirit is not guarding you. So we have to come down. I'm not saying let people tr trumpet all over you because you know how to stand as a woman, stand as a man and be strong in, in who you are. I'm not saying being, being a wimp, being slow. I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm saying that. At some point, you got to have a demeanor about yourself that people know that you're serious about what 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 you're saying. And if the, you know you don't want someone to do something to you again and again and again, they would know it by the way they look at you and the way you carry yourself. Now, if you play with people and go in and out with people and they don't know which way you're coming, then yes, you're going to be misused. And if you don't know the word and you don't trust God to, to guide you through that have, and be in you through the Holy Spirit to guide you in, in your demeanor and your, your presence for yourself, you you yes, you will be. You have to stand in him. Let him convict that person of what they're doing. But at the same time, stand upright as a woman. Stand upright as a man. Don't go in and out with people. You know, they don't know which way you coming. They don't know how, you know, they, oh, she, uh, I could do anything to her. You don't have to act out. You don't have to hurt nobody. You don't have to curse nobody out. Only thing you have to do is stand, be still. 
and see the salvation of the Lord and be serious about who you are. Like somebody come up to you and say, you know, you know, they study misusing everything like that. And, you know, you know, you know what a line they know. They'll know by your demeanor. They'll know how you is. You don't have to look mean. You have to do nothing. You have to be who you are in Christ. Stand with the spirit and it will see you through. Just a little nitpick. Let's let something there. Let you know that, you know, it, it's good to stand strong in the Lord. Okay, Luke 17, chapter 34, verse also said, there is no limit to the number of times to forgive. We talked about that. But Matthew's 18, chapter 21 to 23, second verse, read the whole chapter for his entirety. Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times. But up to 70 times seven. Woo. Peter like, uh-uh. But Peter had to understand he had to learn, he had to lean and trust God. He had to grow in the relationship with God. And the way he grew and, and he had the personal relationship with God. We have the word in the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll leave a helper, a comforter here for us. You know, so we have that assurance to walk upright in Christ. So... The next thing we'll talk about for the subject is God offers us offer God's offer of forgiveness to anyone who acts in a great is it, this is a great example to a Psalms one thirty and third three through fourth verse Lord if you if you kept a record of our sins hmm. Who, oh Lord, could ever survive? That's those that believe. If you really, truly believe that your ways and your life and your destiny with righteousness is developed and you you understand your salvation and you tr- really believe and truly understand who what the word is saying. But it says, but you offer forgiveness that we may might learn to fear you. Not be scared. Fear means reverence, honor, respect, just as if you would do your parents, but in a more higher and uplift way because God created you. Parents is the vessel that he used to get you here. So this is what we have to do. It says here, Psalms 133 to four, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, Lord, have mercy. Grace is really following me. Grace is really following you. He said, oh, who, oh Lord, could ever survive? But if you offer forgiveness that we might learn, it's a learning process to fear you. Let us move on. Romans 8 chapter 1 through 1 to 1 1 and 2 verse the first and second verse read the whole book for its entirety it's a very good read it's a very learning tool it says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus for the law of sin and death set you free 
we want to be free. We want, we want the joy of our salvation and we want to be free. He said, there is therefore no now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who believe, those who, who, who honor and respect and love the Lord and know who keeping them every day. For the law of the spirit of life has set uh, set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Okay, let's move on. Micah 7 chapter 18 to 19 verse, 18, 19 verse, read the whole book for its entirety. Who is, who is a God, who is a God like you? Who pardons iniquity and passes over rebellious acts? of a remnant of his possession. How does not, how does not retain his, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. I want to stop right there. That was a lot right there in a little bit right there. Who is like, who is a God like you? You know, anybody like that? Who his love, who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious acts of women and he possesses his of his possession. How does how does not retain his anger for us? He does not continue his anger. He don't let a day go by. The Bible says don't let the sun go down in your anger. But the Lord demonstrates that to us. He continued to forgive us. All we have to do is repent. Ask for forgiveness. Keep going. Keep renewing yourself. Forgive yourself. Be renewed in your spirit. He says here, keep going because his delight is unchanging love. He don't go in and out on us. Okay, he forever loves us, and we we need to learn how to forever love him, and he will again have compassion on us. He 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 will tread our iniquities under his foot. Yes, you will cast all. He will cast all sins into the depths of the sea of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Yes. Read uh, Micah 7 chapter, the whole chapter for its entirety. Okay, let's just move on. Uh, parables of forgiveness. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about parables of the unforgiving servant. Matthew's 18 chapter. Let's go to that chapter. We're going to talk about the a parable that was talked about of an unforgiving servant. That sounds like some of us, you know, we unforgiving. Let's talk, see what he's talking about up in here. 23rd to the 35th verse. It talks about an unforgiving servant. Okay. He thought he was doing the doggone thing. He found out something. Let's see what he did. It says here, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. Okay. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one who brought to him, who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all he had that payment be made. The servant 
therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will repay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, compassion, and released him and forgave him the debt um, from the debt, but the, the servant went out, found out one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred dineros. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So he fell, his fellow servant fell down on his feet and begged him, saying, now this is the one that was forgiven by the king. Now, come on now. He was already forgiven, but look what he did. So, see, he said, uh, the, he held the man. Now, let's go on back. Let me go on back. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred dineros. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So so when his fellow servants saw what he had been had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant? And he said here, just as I had pity on you and his master was angry and delivered him to the torturous, un torturers until he should pay all was due to him. Come on now. So my heavenly father also will do to you if you, if each of us from his heart does not forgive his brother, his trespasses, letting us know, come on now, you, if you, you have to forgive your brother, your sister from what they do. If you want your heavenly father to clean your slate of forgiveness, because we're not perfect. We make mistakes. But like I said, stand in authority, stand with, with, don't go in and out with people. They should know when you serious and they should know when you plan and they should know when you, when you mean business. So let's move on. Okay. <laughs> This is so rich. This is so good. I'm loving this. I'm loving the word of God and how God has really enriched this vacation Bible school in two days. Okay. So Jesus on the cross, Luke 7 chapter. Let's read that. See what they're talking about here. Okay. It says here, 7th chapter of Luke. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, and then we're talking about the 23rd to the 34th verse on that one. Read the whole book for us entire to get understanding and, and word of God. Okay, it says here. Let's read it here. It says here, um, 
Okay, Jesus and the Baptist. Wait a minute, hold on to make sure I'm in the right. Yeah, I'm in the right one. 23rd to 34th verse. I'm in the wrong area. I said seven chapter. I'm going to the 23rd chapter. Let me go on down the street now. Shoes. Let me get on in there. All right, because I'm like, this don't look right. I have to make sure I'm slow down a little bit. All right, so let's see what this is talking about here. 34th verse. Talking about the the Lord Jesus Christ on the on the cross. His holy sacrifice for us. So we're going to read this here. Um, it says, starting with the 20, I will start the 26. I think I give reverence to this one here, even though they said 2034. Now, as they led him away, they laid hold of, of a certain man, Simon, a serene, who was coming from the country. And on him, they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus helped carry the cross for him. And a great multitude of people followed him. And a woman who was mourned and laminated him, laminated him. But Jesus turning to them said, Daughter of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves, for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren wounds and never bore, and the breasts who never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountain, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. And if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in dry? They there were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one of them on the right and the other one on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know, do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people um, stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of Jews, save yourself. And... And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of Jews. Then one of the criminals who was hanged, who were hanged, blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the others, the other um, criminal answering, rebuked the other one, saying, Do not even fear God do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation and we indeed justify for we receive the due reward of our deeds but this man has done nothing wrong then he said to the to Jesus Lord remember me when you come into your kingdom and Jesus said to him surely I say to you today you will be in paradise um 
that was one of the narratives of unforgiveness, um, how Jesus forgive, forgiven those. He said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's just something I wanted to um, add to the Vacation Bible School because it makes a lot of sense. Um, if he died for my sins and your sins and our children and children's sins, uh, it makes no sense for us not to follow, leave in our lives to live upright as Christians, to save people, people that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have to believe in order to understand what that was about. That was a very um, <clears throat> touching moment for a Christian. I read it, but you just can't read, read that without having some type of um, uh, feeling about it. Um, let's move on. Stephen who forgave his attackers. Let's read Acts 7 chapter. Let's move on. Yes, vacation Bible school. See how I went in and came out. <laughs> Let's read this one here. Okay, it says the 60th verse. And then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin when he had said this he fell asleep okay let's read about Stephen okay Stephen the martyr you have to read the whole chapter in order to get understanding what the Holy Spirit is saying it says when they heard these things this is Acts the 7th chapter through uh, 54 through the 60th verse when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and they gnashed they, they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus, standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, Stop their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid, witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of, of uh, a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was um, calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with their sin. Even Stephen was being stoned to death. He asked God to forgive. Therefore, they know not what they're doing. The same thing he was saying, do not charge them of their sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He went on deep with the Lord. So, um, forgiveness. Let's talk about one more. Philemon whom Paul instructed to forgive. Philemon, first chapter. Let's read that one. That's something that we don't regularly read that book, but that book has a, a little tidbit of, of forgiveness in it that we need to rehearse tonight. <laughs> this is so rich and so good. You know, I just love the Lord, and I thank Him for the word that He inspired men for us in this time and age and life, you know, to really understand who He is. So let's read Philemon. Yeah, we're going on in tonight. Yes, Lord. All right, let's get on in that book. <laughs>
Yes, Lord. <laughs> Let's go on in. We going on in tonight. Yes, Father. <laughs> All right. Hold on for a minute. I'm going to get on the Philemon. <laughs> here it is right here, the first chapter. Actually, it's only one chapter in this book. Let's read this about Philemon. <laughs> Philemon, what's Philemon? Let's read what they're talking about. Okay, it says right here. Um, this book right here. Let's start with the 14. Um, Philemon's obedience encouragement. It says, Then you count me as partner, receive him as would me. This is Paul saying, But he has wronged you or owes anything, but put on my account. Paul was pleading for him. And he said, I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. I repay not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self besides. And he says, Yes, brother, let him have let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Having confidence in your obedience. I write to you knowing that you will do even more than that than I say. But meanwhile, as prepare a guest room for me and for I trust that though your prayers I shall be granted to you. He was letting them know that Regardless of what they went to, she had to read the whole book of it for his entirety. That this book was, um, it's, it, if you go back to the eight verse, it said, Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, you know, it's saying that yet your, your love's. You, you, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the a and the age, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I appeal to you for my son, Ominous. He said, whom I have begotten while in my in chains, and he said, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and me. I am sending him back. You therefore receive him that is my own heart, whom I wish to keep with me, but that you on your behalf, he might minister to me on in my chains for the gospel. And he said, but without your consent, I wanted to do nothing, but that your good deed might not be compulsion as it were, but voluntarily, for perhaps he depart for a while for your this purpose that you might receive him forever, no longer as a slave, but more a slave, but behold, beloved brother, especially for me, but how much more you both in the flesh of the Lord. See, it was a thing of forgiveness was going on here. Obedience obedience doing the God Lord's will, even though 
they was um the setting was um talking about the home time of Colossus accompanied with the turning of the slave ominous his son. And it said perhaps he said the audience it says what he was here when you faced the task of restoring a broken relationship. It said Paul appeared to his friend Philemon to forgive a fellow believer and accept him as a brother in Christ. He was telling him you got to you got to forgive. So it was another brother in Christ and a brother in Christ trying to uplift another brother to be more like Christ, so give him encouragement. So Paul paid a very good part in Philemon. So I just wanted to tell you that the whole, in order to understand that whole book, you got to get in there and read it. So he, Paul appeared to the transformed power of God's love to bring about needed change in individual lives, which we both, all of us, has to do so sometimes you can see a brother going the wrong way in the way he approached there they approached him you have to pull him to the side pull this the skirt tail pull their jacket like man you know give him that look you don't have to get all bold and you know sometimes he's saying you embarrassing me you pull him to the side give him that look there no corner how close you are to a brother or a sister so i want to talk about that so let's do these practical steps Let's talk about the practical steps that we can practice throughout our journey and in this week of vacation Bible school is to ask God if there are people in your life you need to forgive. Make a list. Some of us probably need to do that because, you know, uh, spend time working through the forgiveness process, understanding what it is. Um, Ask God to reveal to you who um, and what. You must forgive in order to be a refresh, your a salvation to be uplifted and your joy of your salvation be restored. So he said, ask this question. Does forgiveness mean the other person was right? The answer is not necessarily. It simply brings freedom to you as you obey God. Then you must read uh, Genesis 50th chapter as the entirety um, it talks about Joseph. <laughs> How did Joseph forgive? You know, we heard the story. We've seen the movies. We did that. But I think the word of God through the Holy Spirit will reveal that more to us. And then it said, um, you know, look, we also can do this as well. <laughs> you know, I don't know um, some of us ever seen the way a balloon uh uh, releases is is um, releases. So, get a, a helium balloon and write on it all the reasons you are better. You know, with a uh, not a pointy pen, and 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 struggle struggling to forgive those who are struggling to forgive. Do this act, you know, with someone or in in a setting. Release the balloon as a symbol of release and bitterness. You know, write on there. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do the act in order to get it through. But most of all, allow the Holy Spirit also to work you through, through the 50th chapter of um, of Genesis also. That will help us to understand. But just a little bit, a little something there. Um, I thank you, my sisters and brothers, for your um, walking this journey with me. Forgiveness is, 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 is important. I know, I know, you know, some of us are like, Mm-mm, you don't know what he did. You know, she did. Yeah, they do. Some people go all in. They do a lot. 
but it's caught in your strength and your salvation, how much you have grown, how much you are continuing to grow because some, some things happen to you for your growth to help you, you know, be gross. So next time you like, next time that happens again, you be like, oh, I've been there, done that. No, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going that way. I'm not doing it that way no more because it took a lot out of me. You know, some people, you know, get so mad. They cause them to have high blood pressure. Your health fails and all that. Come on now, let that stuff go. You know what I'm saying? You know, accept people who they are. When somebody tell you how they, the way they are, believe it. You know what I'm saying? Believe who they are. Don't be trying to change nothing. <laughs> So let's go on in with prayer. I thank you so much. I pray that uh, we have received something. I know I have. This vacation Bible school was on today. You know, talking about forgiveness. It's a lot to forgiveness, but I just put it all in a nutshell and, you know, to help us to understand that we must grow. So I'm going to read this prayer. And I thank you. It says here, it's a first Kings eight chapter. Uh, it said, whatever prayer. Whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all your people of Israel or all the people of the world, when each one knows the plague of his own heart and spreads out his hands towards this temple, it says, then here in heaven, your dwelling place, O Lord, and forgive as we will learn to forgive and act and give to everyone according to his or her ways, whose heart you know, for you alone, you alone, the hearts of all the son of man, hallelujah, all right, my sisters and brothers, thank you once again, be blessed, see you tomorrow, God bless you.